All right, my friends, thanks for tuning into the podcast, where, as always, we'll discuss the professional literature and the evidence-based protocol as they relate to the effective treatment of clinically significant anxiety symptoms. I'm Chris Lines, licensed psychotherapist and OCD spectrum disorders treatment specialist, and this, well, this is OCD Straight Talk. So I got an email um, from an individual um, regarding what he calls association OCD. And uh, I, I can't say that I'm familiar uh, with that particular nomenclature or uh, that I've heard uh, that subtype or, or, or um, you know, descriptor or phrase uh, in the past. Uh, but the, the way that the individual describes association OCD makes a good deal of sense. Um, you know, perhaps other clinicians might use something like, you know, superstitions or superstitious um, obsessions uh, or superstitious compulsions, if you will, um, you know, in relationship to this particular presentation of symptoms. But, you know, association OCD makes a, a good deal of sense. It, as the individual describes uh, his uh uh, you know, obsessions and 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 the 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 material of his OCD. Uh, you know, it, it reminds me of some other cases, not only that I've had, but that I have now. You know, and 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 so it's it's not an uncommon presentation of OCD uh, as he describes it. But I think that the the term association OCD again makes makes a good deal of sense. And so the idea is essentially, as the individual um, is coming in physical contact uh, with items, um, uh, if he's having thoughts. Uh, at the time of physical contact, then, then those items become associated with um, the unwanted topic. Uh, it seems as though um, the the um, the the primary unwanted topic is that of death, uh, and and the individual gives a couple of of examples that that seem to point to death as being, you know, uh, um, uh, the 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 center. Um, or the essence around which the the OCD system revolves, um, and, and so a, a good deal of of avoidance um, seems to correspond or to come with his OCD. Uh, that is to say, uh, a good deal of avoidance seems to comprise his compulsive pattern. And there are some other compulsions too uh, that that seem to be happening. Uh, for example, you know, hand washing and so on. And, and the individual makes quite clear that the hand washing really isn't about uh, germs, uh, but there is this sort of, if you will, contamination element to the OCD in the sense that certain uh, objects can become, uh, if you will, again, contaminated with ideas and uh, physical contact with these uh, objects uh, it, it can mean that he is contaminated with the, the negative topic again in this case death uh, it, it seems and, and so it makes a really good deal of sense uh, from from a symptomatological perspective or an um, ideological one uh, that um, that he can experience a, a fair amount of anxiety in relationship to the obsessions uh, the association obsessions that he's having. And therefore, that he's working to control uh, or regulate that anxiety and, and the corresponding intrusive thoughts or obsessions by washing or or avoiding and so on. Uh, it makes a good deal of sense. So I think that the the answer is 
as you know, uh, and, and you all do, uh, is ultimately going to center on um, stopping the compulsions. And, and that is, uh, in this case, not just going to be presented in negative language, don't do the compulsions, but it's going to be presented in positive language of do touch, right? Do come in contact with. You know, um, this, uh, this, this piece of things is going to be, um, an integral element of progress, right. To, to purposefully come in contact with, uh, so to, to, um, uh, to go back to the old adage of, uh, step on a crack and break your mother's back, that superstitious kind of childhood, um, uh, nursery rhyme or, um, you know, or saying, and, uh, and, and, and some of us really do carry that sort of, if you will, superstitious thinking into adulthood, where if we, uh, you know, if we break a certain rule that can be associated with really an obsession, that is to say an intrusive thought, then, then the, the new thought becomes something bad will happen, uh, in, in that particular case, you know, our mother's back will be broken and it will be our fault for stepping on the crack. Um, you know, or in this individual's case, something like if I touch a contaminated object, then something bad will happen. And the individual doesn't seem to be really clear. Um, and I don't say that in some disparaging way. I just mean to say he doesn't seem to go that far uh, as to what might happen if he does touch other than to say, well, the anxiety will be activated and uh, the obsessions will heckle me and be loud and strong. And, and obviously that's an undesirable outcome, at least um, on the front end of things. Um, <laughs> but in terms of that undesirable outcome, I think it can be um, really... Um, uh, meaningful, therapeutically helpful, again, therapeutically speaking to, um, to step up to the plate as it were, and to challenge the veracity of that obsession that I'm going to step on the crack. And, and not only am I going to step on the crack once or twice, but I'm going to step on the crack all day long over and over and over again. I mean, just really, really, really go so far beyond the pale. And as many times as I've stepped on this crack, for sure, not only is mom's back going to be broken, but mom's life is going to be taken. And and the worst of, of, of things is going to happen because I've stepped on the damn crack so many times, so many times, that surely, if there is a connection between my stepping on the crack and mom's health outcome, that will be apparent, that will be found out, that will be determined and very clear if there is a connection. And that's, that's really, that becomes the therapeutic question. If there is a connection, if there is a connection between my touching this object, this contaminated ideologically, this contaminated object and the outcome of death or the outcome of of some negative, unwanted consequence. Th that's the question. Is there a connection? 
is there a connection? With association OCD, that really becomes, uh, in some sense, the heart of the OCD, the, the assumption, if you will, the assumption becomes there's a connection because the thoughts say there is. The thoughts scream in warning there is a connection. There is a connection. And the more we work to engage the compulsions to manage the anxiety and to dismiss or get rid of the intrusive thoughts, the more that connection seems to be absolutely real and absolutely true. So what are the compulsions that we can work to dismiss and not just dismiss, but really, really work forcibly to stop? And again, the answer to that question isn't just going to be presented in negative terms, but in positive ones. We're not just working to not do compulsions, but we are working to touch, make contact physically, and not just once or twice, but repeatedly again and again and again and again and again. And then as we're doing that, we're working to identify any new compulsions that are popping up because very often, very often, and you've heard me say this before, that when we work to stop one compulsion, another one will often pop up somewhere else. Or when we work to stop one compulsion, we realize there's something else that we've been doing all along that to this point we haven't really realized is a compulsion. The point is, when we work to stop compulsions, we often find that there are other ones to stop as well. If we're looking for it, if we're watching, if we're watching, we often find there are some others to stop too. That won't go on forever. That won't happen on and on into eternity. That's not the reality of, of OCD. It's sort of like the idea that I can, I can cut down those compulsions and I can, I can reduce their frequency and maybe a new one will pop up or even two and two new ones will pop up and I'll work to, to cut those down as well and to stop the frequency of, of, of those compulsions. And then maybe some new ones will pop up and I'll stop those. I'm keeping my eyes open. I'm watching. I'm looking. Well, eventually, that process of the OCD inventing new compulsions and, and evolving and changing itself will also slow down as we weaken the system. But there's that big question of, are you watching for the compulsions? Remember, compulsions want to stay hidden. In other words, they don't want to be found. Don't fall into the, the trap of believing the, the stereotype that compulsions are easily identified. Some of them, sure. Some of them, sure. But many times, they're not easily identified. They're not. Many times, it takes... You're looking carefully, thoughtfully. It takes follow through. It takes fight and a measure of your will to not just identify, but to stop. And then to start again, identify and stop. 
repeat, identify, and stop. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. And remember, we're not just speaking in negative terms of not doing the compulsions, but in positive terms of, of making contact and touching and, and challenging, challenging the connection that the association OCD swears is there, promises is there. If it's there, surely that will be proven by the, the number of times I touch this object and touch that object and don't wash my hands. Surely, if there is a connection, that will be demonstrated here in the future. So maybe there's a connection, but maybe there isn't. Maybe there's some association of a meaningful degree here, but maybe there isn't. Maybe something bad will happen as a result of my not washing my hands, but maybe nothing bad will happen. And if something bad does happen, maybe it was a result, maybe it will be a result of my not washing my hands. But maybe not. I don't know. I don't know why the bad thing happens. I don't know if the bad thing will happen. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. And that's exactly the point, right? We don't know that there's a connection, but the OCD swears that there is, loudly and strongly, promises you that there is. The big challenge is for you to test that, test the association, test the connection. Maybe there's a connection, but maybe there isn't. And again, the more you engage the compulsions, the more the connection feels real. The more it seems true. Thanks very much for the email. So uh, on Monday's podcast, I am uh, really, really happy that I'll have a guest. Uh, this will be the first time in the history of the podcast that I'll have a guest. So after a year of monologues, I'll have someone on the show, and I'm excited about it. Uh, and we're, we're actually not going to be discussing OCD. So maybe this is something that you won't want to tune in for. Uh, I don't know. But uh, I've been wanting to uh, sort of broaden uh, the the general topic of OCD straight talk uh, for for some period of time, uh, and, and I, I'm aware that there's that there's uh, something that feels not quite right by talking about other topics uh, than OCD uh, on a show that is named after the you know obsessive compulsive disorder. Uh, nevertheless, you are aware if you've been listening to the podcast for any period of time that. You know, we're not, we don't just talk about OCD, but we talk about anxiety-related disorders. You know, we, we talk quite a bit about anxiety and clinically significant uh, anxiety problems and, and what do we do when we're suffering from, you know, uh, disordered anxiety, what, what's the process? And of course, OCD is, is a part of that, but, but OCD really is only a, a slice of the pie. It's only part of the story. There are many other presentations of anxiety problems. Um, you know, from generalized anxiety to social anxiety disorder, specific phobia, you know, and on and on it goes. But one of those also is post-traumatic stress disorder. And so I'm, I'm going to have somebody on uh, that uh, that 
that uh, that specializes in the treatment of post-traumatic stress disorder and has been uh, doing uh, trauma work for a good while. I'm, I'm really happy to have the individual on and, and I won't say a great deal more at this point about uh, about this clinician, other than to say, I have a great deal of respect for him. I've known him for a little while and, uh, and he, uh, I think will have a, a, a terrifically educated and experienced perspective on, um, on the effective treatment of, of uh, PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. So I do hope that you'll tune in, uh, for that. Now that said, I think that he and I are going to have something of a different perspective, um, not to a, a, a meaningful, uh, degree. And I, I don't think necessarily that we're going to be, uh, uh contradicting one another. I, I don't expect that to be the case either. Although perhaps there will be some differing of, uh, you know, clinical perspectives and opinions, um, in that sense. Again, I don't really expect that, but you know, if so, well then, you know, then so be it, uh, it will be, uh, you know, sort of um, food for thought for you, the listener. Uh, so again, I hope that you'll check it out. And I hope that you'll tune in. Uh, it'll be something of a of a different um, topic for us to discuss. Very, very, very typically, uh, we stick pretty close to home here, uh, talking about OCD stuff. Uh, and this will be this really will be, uh, you know, a, a bit of a different, uh, um, a, a, you know, animal. A bit of a different perspective diagnostically for us to discuss. We're of course still going to be working through anxiety issues and so on, uh, on, on this particular episode. That is the one coming up. Uh, nevertheless, you know, it'll be, it's not going to be OCD talk. So that's cool. Uh, I think that that's actually, that's as advantageous for us to be looking at, you know, considering talking through, uh, topics that are, uh, in some way beyond, uh, that is to say other than OCD, so that's cool. Anyways, uh, thanks for tuning into the podcast. Thanks for checking it out. I really appreciate it. Feel free to to uh, to pass uh, to to friends to pass on the podcast to others, uh, individuals that you feel that might be uh, helped in some way by the uh, the ideas and the, the sort of clinical direction, if you will, uh, that are you know, explicated or, or explained uh, on the podcast. Um, again, know know that uh, that next time around we're going to be talking about trauma. And uh, maybe that'll be helpful for somebody that, you know, again, feel free to, to just pass it along. Uh, the, the heartbeat and the goal of this podcast is, is exactly that to be helpful, right? It's to educate, it's to empower, uh, to guide, to direct, uh, in some way, uh, people who are suffering. Um, so, uh, that is, uh, truly that's the goal of what we're doing here at OCD straight talk. So, uh, absolutely feel free to pass it along. And uh, feel free also, as always, to reach out with any questions you might have to chrislines04gmail.com. And thanks again, my friends, for listening to OCD Straight Talk.